If you like betting on golf But everyone that you back misses the cut Get some experts involved With all the stats and the tips and so much more Cause it's the golf betting system The golf betting system is the golf betting system Greetings, welcome to the Golf Bank System Podcast. This is our 2023 Memorial Tournament and Porsche European Open Tips Podcast. It's episode 261. Barry O'Hanrahan and Paul Williams join me, Steve Bamford, to discuss our selections for this week's PGO and DP World Tour action. Morning, gents. Morning, guys. Morning, guys. Please subscribe to this podcast as you drive the popularity of the show. This podcast is for listeners of 18 and above. Please be gamble aware. You can visit begambleaware.org for more info. And of course, please bet responsibly. Visit our world famous golf betting system website where we have our in depth betting previews for both events. We've got strokes, gained analysis for both events, course form stats combined with current form stats in one easy chart, plus the brand spanking new PGA and DP World Tour predictor models. All of these features, like this podcast, are completely free of charge. There is no paywall on Twitter. Barry is at a good talk golf. Paul is at golf betting. I am at Bamford Golf. Subscribe to the Steve Bamford Golf YouTube channel where this podcast is available, along with my weekly golf betting show. Now, you guys, as listeners, power this podcast, so we need your five star reviews on Apple Podcasts as ever. For those of you who leave a review, I will read them out at the start of a future show. Here you go, Barry. As I said last week, leave your name and where you are in the review. So this one, top-notch golf betting DFS research show, five stars. Absolutely love Steve, Barry and Paul. One of the most entertaining golf betting and research shows out there. Always full of great information and, of course, always very entertaining, exclamation mark. The only person that knows more about grass than Steve Bamford is probably Snoop Dogg. Definitely worth a listen if you want to know more about golf. And that is from Fritz. And Fritz is in New York. Fritz, thank you for your time. Brilliant. Thank stuff. you, Fritz. Yes, thanks for uh, thanks for that glowing review, Fritz. Much appreciated. I don't know what he means about Snoop Dogg. <laughs> no, that's strange. Gonna need to that, that, that explained, right? <laughs> yeah, I can tell you this week it's bent grass fairways and bent grass greens. There's a bit of Kentucky bluegrass rough as well. I know it's very important to some listeners. <laughs> Snoopaloo. Well, we need to talk about. I know we need to talk last week. It's going to be painful. Uh, it's very painful when someone on my post-it note of doom wins. Uh, and this week it was Emilia. Uh, they do say though, don't they? Every dog has its day. And Emiliano Grio won his first tournament since 2015 on the PGA Tour. Mm. I watched that kerfuffle on 18 where the ball's travelling down that water, uh, that water, what would you call it, stream or concrete? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> What's that all about? It took forever just going on and on. I mean, what, what were they hoping to achieve? The ball's going backwards towards the tee. It's going to be like, are you gonna, what are you going to do? You're not going to hack it out of there from the water, are you, when it's like 375 yards back? No. But does it have to stop? That's the only thing. I wasn't, uh, I kind of caught that halfway. Maybe a ball has to stop before you have the actual point at which you, he could do I think do they were it. saying you, you, you could choose to just ignore it and go from where the ball had crossed into the hazard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That to me, though, that actually sums up Emiliano Grillo in one shot. That drive off the tee, and <laughs> he got lucky, very, very lucky. He, he was very lucky. He was being chased down by Harry Hall and Adam Schenk. Wasn't yeah. exactly, he wasn't exactly stellar stuff, was it, boys? It's reminiscent of a DP World Tour Sunday with uh, <laughs> with no one wanting to. Well, I'm not sure wanting is the right word, but no, no one's seemingly capable of going and taking the tournament. And yeah, everyone just dropping by the wayside. Yeah, Grio got away with 
a lot, didn't he, eventually? But sometimes that's the way these things go. And it just, uh, someone stumbles over the line one way or the other. I had Harris English, as you know. So that's the the, uh, the less said about that, the better. People have been tweeting me saying, "Is he is he being added to the post-it note of doom? <laughs> is he replacing? Is he replacing Grio? That's below the belt. Uh, I don't know. That's disappointing final round though. Was it six over in the end? So he didn't didn't even place, did he? Which uh, for well, the, the position thing is, he was in. I was thinking about this yesterday while p- pulling all my content together. It's like. You're three shots ahead of the rest of the field because they detached themselves, that top three. Mm. Yeah, he, bur- he bogeys the last, which, Paul, you know, that's that's not a favourite of yeah. ours, is it? Bo- bogeying the last on the, on the Saturday. Nope. Uh, but he's still three shots clear with the other two. And, he, you know, that's him, Adam Schenk and Harry, Harry Hall. You know, a man that's played in the Ryder Cup a man that's got four PGA Tour victories, and a lot of them are decent quality. You know, he won the Century Tournament of Champions mm. in a in a in an elite field. You've got to take that out. You've got to you've got to do better than that, haven't you? Just literally capitulate <laughs> straight away on a Sunday. Yeah. But yeah, that's golf. I did land though. At least I managed. I got Homer ten places each way. I got a part on him, and I got Sam Burns full each way. Which, considering the week. That was the least, really. The yeah, least I could yeah. get. I, th- I thought English could win that. I really did. No, I, th- I, th- I thought, you know, as you say, he made a mistake on the uh, the final old Saturday, which is always frustrating, but still right in there. And you'd expect him to have uh, to made a decent fist of it. But alas, no. Yeah. Unlucky, what about, but, uh, yeah. What about Pablo Larazabal making a charge for the Ryder Cup team, gents? <laughs> Ninth win on tour now. I, the, the guy, I was just saying before we started recording, he, he did something similar last year and won two events in the space of four starts. And he won a few weeks ago, went to the PGA, made the cut of the PGA, nothing special, and then uh, won again last week. And uh, yeah, he's up to a world ranking now, career best world ranking of 53rd. So given that we've got another. US Open cutoff, which is on the 12th of June, um, top 60. So um, that pretty much cements him into the US Open. And yeah, he's into the top 10 of the uh, Ryder Cup rankings for the European points list. So if Pablo keeps going, then perhaps he's uh, holding his hand up for a, a part of Luke Donald's team. A few more hot weeks and like he can't be ignored as a as part of the conversation for a, a pick. No. Not if you keep winning. Yeah. This is go time, isn't it, really? For those, for anybody on the fringe, it's like, you need to start really banging in the performances now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the downside for Pablo is that he's playing these DP World Tour events and winning these DP Tour, tour events that um, are you know, relatively low value, relatively mm. low points. And it just doesn't make as much of a dent as it would be if it was a more significant event. But... If you're uh, you you know producing those wins against your name, then uh, it's it's going to resonate somewhere. At least it's black and white over here in terms of you know livsters. They're not they're not playing. They're not involved. Yep. Can't say the same in America. I mean that came out over the PGA Championship, didn't it? I don't think we spoke about it last week. Mm. Zach Johnson pre-event. I listened to it. I watched it. Um, about a forty-minute press conference. And the obvious question came in, well, if Dustin Johnson was to win this week, bearing in mind Dustin had won at Live the week before, would DJ get a pick or does he qualify? And, you know, what about Brooks Kepka? Came second at the Masters. You know, does, can Brooks get in the team? And it was completely, unequivocally, I won't give an answer on it. But the fact of the matter is, it's the PGA of America that run the Ryder Cup, not the PGA Tour. So... Theoretically, any live player that qualifies in the top six, now clearly you'd need to be Brooks Kepka, uh, Brooks Kepka, who now ranks number two after winning the PGO. Or or they would need to get a pick from Zach to qualify. Mm. 
So he's in. He's basically in a situation. Is he Zach Johnson where he's gonna? He's under serious pressure to clearly include Brooks Kepka in his Ryder Cup team, who's just won the PGA Championship and finished second at the Masters. Mm. How could so they that's, keep him out? That's, that's really up in the air. And his words were, I think, that he used is. It, it's going to have to go to the team. The team are going to have to make a decision. Mm. If no, he gets I, there, I think Brooks is still quite pally with these guys, isn't he? From everything that's read and said, and mm. still plays golf down in down in Florida with all of his buddies, like Rory and JT and all Ricky. I can't see it being a problem. I think Brooks would be in the team. You'd be a fool not to stay Brooks, wouldn't you? Yeah, but I mean, how how do they plan on keeping him out if he qualifies on points? Well, this is it. If he's in that top six, you're absolutely right, Barry. If he's in that top six, he can't be kept out unless someone makes the call. No, we're not including live players. And at yeah. that this point, that hasn't been made apparently. Mm. I, I, I think th- a lot of that is still the one of the motivating factors behind Brooks playing so well. Clearly, he's a major machine. But clearly, wouldn't it be great to get in the Ryder Cup? Keep keeps I mean, that. Yeah. Ryder Cups, yeah. Motivation. The majors are his motivator, or so it's you know, so yeah. it seems to us from the outside. The Ryder Cup is a a bonus that you get by performing well in the majors, or that he can get this time round. And the fact that the live you know, live players were playing at the PGA Championship, and it's the same organization that's picking you know responsible for the USA uh, Ryder Cup team, it, it just doesn't make sense that live players wouldn't be. Um, on the team, assuming they make it or or even get picked, mm. like right now, would you you probably wouldn't pick DJ. On, you probably wouldn't pick DJ if you're just picking the team right now. As it stands now, Scheffler one, Kepka two, Homer three, Xander four, Cantley five, and Cam Young still fingernails in at six. He'll get a pick. You even got Spieth, Burns, Morikawa, JT. Kirk Kitayama. Uh, Will Zalatoris is at 12, clearly not going to play. So that would mm. go to Wyndham Clark, but clearly it's a pick. Finau's a spot below Clark. And I expect Finau to hoover up a couple of these Rocket Mortgage classics or something in the in the near future just to make sure he gets in the team. Mm. But yes, would you, I mean, yeah, would you be taking a Chris Kirk or a Brooks Kepka? And and that 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 course in Rome screams Brooks Kepka to me. Tough, yeah, pretty long. That's that is a Kepka made course. It's not a Sam Burns course, I'd suggest. But yeah, that's where we're at. Yeah, it's messy, isn't it? We'll see see where it ends up. It's um, there's going to have to be some decisions made. Uh, in the meantime, Brooks will just carry on playing his golf, I expect. And uh, you know, if he steps up at the U.S. Open or the uh, the Open Championship and puts in a performance there, he's gonna he's gonna move even further up that list. Over here, there's going to be three three picks, isn't there? Or there's going to be three players: a Victor Perez, a Moronk, a Yannick Paul, or a Seamus Power, Sepp Straka, Alex Noren. That's the decision. Who do you take? The PGA Tour yeah. guys, or do you take the guys that have done so so well on the DP World Tour this year? That's mm. gonna that's what it's gonna come down to. Six yeah. six or seven players actually going into three spots. Mm. Yeah, and it opens the door for someone to put a little oh, well, kind of, sorry. Yeah, yeah, you know that kind of uh, that kind of a run together to to you know hold your hand up and ask <clears> the question of Luke Donald. We haven't mentioned the Hoygaard brothers in that either. Mm. All it takes is a run from either of those two as well. Yep. Yep. Rob, yeah, Robert we're McTire. going into a there is, there's, there's three spots there for Team Europe. There's three spots for anybody. And you've got to say Moronk and Victor Perez right now are in pole position for two of those three. But there's a lot of golf to be played. That actually takes me across to the memorial because we've got Nikolai Hoygaard, who's now got his special temporary membership. I believe there was another two added this week, wasn't there? Ryan Fox and another. That was it Minwoo? I think they've they've both got special temporary membership this week mm. as well. Mm-hmm. So the PGA is certainly sucking up a lot of uh, a lot of talent, new talent, fresh into its ranks. We're playing the memorial tournament. We're playing Jack 
Nicholas's event. Got to be one of the highlights of the PGA Tour a year for me. I absolutely love this tournament. Jack's tournament. The Memorial Tournament presented by Workday. Now, the golf course of Muirfield Village, clearly it's Jack's course. He literally, strategically puts all of his efforts into just playing with this course. It's, I suppose it's a bit like his Augusta National, isn't it? He just tinkers it, plays with it. There was the big renovation two years ago, which really has, when you look at it, changed the characteristics of this golf course. Um, they've added another 40-odd yards to the course for this year. So it's getting quite long now. 7-5-7-1, par 72. Tree-lined, classical kind style. I mean, it's a 74 golf course, so you can't you can't call it a genuine classical golf course, but it is in effect. But it's upstate in Ohio, uh, classified by me as long at 7,571 yards. It's certainly not short. It's not a colonial as such or a harbour town. Now, the agronomy, I've already said it actually at the top of the show. Fairways of bent grass. Uh, the rough is Kentucky bluegrass mixed with rye and fescue. The greens are bent grass. They are 5,000 square feet in size. They're actually, that's one of the features. They've been reduced with this renovation. Now, we've seen this renovation. This will be the third time. In, oh, uh, for me, there's a characteristic change to the type of winners we've seen here. Um, I mean, Billy Horschel winning it last year. I don't think Billy Horschel would have won it in its previous guise, which the previous guise was basically big, long, brutish drivers of the golf ball. That seems to have changed slightly with this renovation. Um, he's added length to the course. He's thinned the fairways at pinch points. And what the renovation has done, and it's very clear and it's mentioned by a number of players since the change, it's changed three of the four par fives into three shotters. So you can see that, can't you, where before the par fives were all go for the green, all about driving distance, all about aggressive second shots into them. All of a sudden, you've got Rory mentioning that he doesn't like the renovation as such, although he can't say that because it's Jack Nicholas's golf course. But he does say, well, we're all taking our third shots from the same part of fairways. Doesn't matter if you're banging it 350 yards or you're banging it 280 off the tee, it's all narrowing down to a 30-yard section of the fairway for your third approach into three of the four par fives. And I think that's kind of changed the metrics, i.e. Billy Horshaw won last year. And Horshaw, you look at his stats, he's the kind of guy that's from 50 to 125 yards in with a wedge or flick of a wedge is very, very accurate. So there's there's been some changes to the dynamics of the course, I think, since the latest change. Just to uh, to tick the, uh, to cross the T's and dot the I's, they've added... Two on, um, the par 3 16th is up to 220 and the par 4 17th is up to 503 this year with new tee boxes on both. 11 holes feature water in play. Uh, that's, that should actually read 13. I need to change that point. It's 13. I'll send that to you after this. Right. So 13 holes in play. I can see why Tony Fino isn't playing it this way. That's a joke, Clint, because it's not Tony. It's Tony uh, Terminator Fee now these days, isn't it? Winners, Horschel at 13, Cantlay at 13. John Rahm won it at 9-under. That was literally when they were about to rip the course up. They did the same last week with Colonial, didn't they? They just let it run. Like, well, mm. diggers are coming in on Monday. Firm, fast, fiery. Get on with it, guys. <laughs> and they're like, okay. <laughs> We don't like greens that release on the PJ. Well, get on with it. <laughs> get on with it, chaps. Um, looking at the weather, it's been particularly dry in this part of Ohio the last couple of weeks, and I don't foresee any rain here for tournament week whatsoever. I'm talking literally 5% chance. Jack, 
likes his tournament to be a proper major test. I think, again, that their scoring is going to be in the, on the technical side this week, the high side. I think mm. if you're if you're churning in straight 69s and 70s for the week, you're not going to be far away from the lead. It looks... Tr- I think it's going to be tricky. Jack is not averse to having a green that releases. And as we know, that is the the main reason behind why scoring is the scoring that it becomes. Do those greens actually repel and release approach shots? And I think this week, especially come Friday, Saturday and into the weekend, the weather, the, 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 put it this way, this isn't going to be an oak hill on a Saturday <clears throat> when it's hammering down with rain. Should be a cracker. And it's a quality designated field. Some of the prices that I saw on first show just took my breath away. They really did. Uh, Bet365 on their each way extra. They had Xander at 11 to 1 on first show. So it was Scheffler at 13 to 2, Rahm at 7s, Cantley 10s, and Rory McIlroy and Xander equal at 11 to 1. Mm. It's like, whoa. That is um that's that's literally a top five all of a sudden. And you can kind of see why, because Cantley has got by far the best course form and fit, you know, statistical fit for this golf course, and clearly a two time winner here. And Xander has just been on this run of playing such outrageous outrageously consistent high quality golf. And they know that if they put Xander at a 16 or 18 to 1, it's just going to get hit. Yep. <laughs> Big style. So that was a very defensive setup, I think, from the bookmakers on Xander. Uh, he's my first selection, so get that out there. Um, I took Xander at 14 to 1, I believe, with Coral. Would that be right? 10 places yep. each way? Um, yeah, it's not, it's not the greatest of prices, but. The way that Xander is playing right now um, is outrageously good. I also just want to raise a point for Scotty Scheffler. What this man is doing, strokes gained-wise, tee to green, is almost Tiger-esque at the moment. Unbelievable consistency and high level. It's incredible. It's It's just this bulky putter. Always ends up not winning a tournament by a, a shot or two. I mean, that oh. guy could have won easily the same amount of tournaments this year as Ram has done. Yeah, if the putter had been uh, even remotely well, it doesn't even need to be hot, does it? It just needs to be neutral, and he he can't he can't seem to get that. And the ball striking is so so strong, as you said, it's just incredible. Just letting him down. He knows it as well. He's working on it, but um, <laughs> it's not. It's just not quite there, is he? And yeah, he could, could be absolutely mopping everything up. Barry, you're a bit of a course connoisseur. Is there anything you want to just mention about your view on this golf course before we move into our selections that can add a little bit of detail for the for the listeners? No, you've kind of trapped me there. D- I've this, thrown you under d- the bus. No, well, I don't. This to me always says you need the whole the whole package. Um, now now with the new changes, you, you know, tee to green needs to be good. Scrambling needs to be up there as well to cover your, yourself. And the greens have got a bit smaller, like you said. So you're going to need a bit more of that this week. It really just, you know, looks at all parts of your game. And that kind of washes out by... Um, you know, looking at the strokes gained tournament trends for winners, there's, you know, putting is maybe not quite as important as the rest of the parts of the game this week. You can, yeah, but you, you still need to put reasonably well, you know, like, like any week on tour when you got to win. But yeah, tee to green is the one I was really focusing on with them um, backed up by scrambling to, if I needed, you know, just to try tune in who uh, I was looking for. You raise I'm a valid not- point. These the these the, the strokes game metrics of the two winners since the renovation, right? So this is where they finished the position that they finished within the field. Off the tee fifth, approach ninth, 
around the green, this number's crazy, eh? yes, and I know it's a small, small number of tournaments. Strokes gained around the green, they were both ranked third in the category. T to green first. So there you go, it's quite easy. We're looking for a guy that's going to finish first for T to green this week. He's likely to be the winner. So Scotty Scheffler is definitely in play. Team no putt, definitely in play. Strokes game putting, 16th. Now, just to back up what you were saying there, Barry, Billy uh, was 0.95 strokes game putting. Uh, and Patrick Cantley was 0.7. So you can't be negative, but you haven't got to be colonial. We said last week, colonial. You had to be an amazingly strong putter to win that tournament. It's the same every single year. Emiliano Grillo, second for strokes game putting last week. He gained almost two strokes per round with the flat stick. This week, if you can be around that kind of 0.7 to 0.9 region and be absolutely fantastic tee to green, you're going to be right up there vying for the title. So it's not a putting test. However, and this really did bring me into a territory I didn't want to be in. When you look at the last four winners here, I'm going back pre-renovation, they all ranked in the top 60 for strokes gained around the green arriving at the golf course. And when you're seeing the last two winners on this renovation have both ranked third for around the green, players that are excellent ball strikers but cannot chip or make uh, strokes gained from around those greens apparently don't win this. And that takes Victor Hovland out. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of, oh, Victor Hovland, he's, and he is, he's priming for a victory. I mean, he's literally, it's Matt Kuchar-like, isn't it, with Victor? It's one of those painful, painful death victories that we always get with Matt Kuchar. We used to get them. We always get them with Ricky. They're literally, it's excruciating, 14 to 1. Eventually, they get over the line wins. Well, Victor's of the same kind of ilk. <laughs> but um, I couldn't pick him this week. And I, I was surprised by that because in my mind, I'd kind of pre-selected him. I think you need quite soft hands around here. I think you need a creative scrambling and chipping game. That's why I've included Xander because, as we said at the PGA, He's not the best at anything, but he's great at everything. So Xander's in. The other thing I think is really important here as well, you actually look at winners of this, and this goes back as well. I think you've got to be fairly straight off the tee. And that put me off Rory because Rory still very, very loose off the tee. And there's so many comments here about you can't really attack these greens positively from the rough as soon as you're in the rough or in the fairway bunkers which they reckon these fairway bunkers are very similar to what we saw at Oak Hill it's at least a half shot penalty sometimes to even a full shot penalty I mean look look what we saw with Victor Hovland in that final round at, uh, Oak, at Oak Hill yeah. the bunkering here is pretty similar in terms of the fairway bunkering is tough and a lot of the renovation was making sure those fairway bunkers are pretty much on 300 yards where the, most of the field are landing their, their drives these days. So that's why I wasn't overly keen on someone like a Thomas or a McElroy because they still have this divergence on drives that's quite punishing at this course. I'll tell you who I landed on next. This guy is playing scintillating golf, absolutely scintillating at the moment. It's Tyrrell Hatton. And if there's one thing you look at here, you can look at Billy Horshaw. Well, where's Billy played at? Well, we've been at Wentworth on location and Billy's dissecting Wentworth brilliantly and winning. And I also looked at the leaderboard the first time they played the renovation here. And that's when Rahm had to WD because of COVID. Bearing in mind, John Rahm has had two appearances at Wentworth and he's had two second place finishes. Mm-hmm. And you've got a field a top of the leaderboard that included Brandon Grace, Patrick Reed, and Shane Lowry. And though all three of those have got stellar records around 
the West Course at at, at Wentworth. Now, I'm not saying you have to be a Wentworth regular or expert to play, and I know this kind of goes against Rory, that's clearly won at Wentworth. Well, but I don't yeah. think I don't think a bit of Wentworth form here is a bad thing to have. And Tyrrell Hatton, of course, won there a few years ago, mm. and he's striking the ball so so well at the moment. So I, I put one and a half points each way, twenty eight to one with Bet three six five. Their each way extra facility on Tyrrell Hatton. Speaking of winners at Wentworth, um, Matteo Manasero won on the Challenge Tour. Mm. See that? It's great yeah, to see that back. Something about that, yeah. And he, yeah, he really hit the depth, so it's really great to see that back. Mm. Yeah, he'd been threatening a little bit. He'd been popping up here and there at lower levels, but uh, yeah. yeah, it'd be nice to see him back, wouldn't it? I know a lot of people backed Hatton at the uh, PGA. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and he shot seven over in his first nine holes. Yep. It was a lot of players did that. Tony did it. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not I'm not winding you up here, Barry. I'm just No, it's okay. <laughs> Tony did it. Xander did it. It's like, let's eject ourselves from the tournament straight away. Yeah. And then we'll start playing prop plays. Tyrrell Hatton was just the, he was just perfect for that. Great pressure reliever. You know, get those bogeys yeah, in early. As soon as the just, pressure was off. Yeah. He he actually <laughs> came from way, way back to finish fifteenth. He was I'd only for weekend scoring, Barry, he was second only to Brooks Kepka at the PGA yeah. Championship. It's about to just say something like I'd say for the last sixty-three holes, he was one of the top three, four guys there for the Absolutely. the week. So, just a, a, unfortunately, he started so poorly, but um, yeah, everything else he did has kept him on side, and he's my yeah, he's my top bet this week. We do get this plethora of sub 28 to 1 winners this year, or this juicy 60 to 80 spot that Griot filled last week. You, you're just seeing this divergence. Well, it's not even a divergence, it's, it's basically the winning prices all merging into two little pots 60 to 80, sub 28. So Hatton and Xander for me, sub-28 this week. I mean, you could make a case for a lot of players. Where, where's your first uh, stake in the ground, Paul? Where, where are you at? Well, I've only gone one near the top, and um, it's the same as you. Xander, I think he's, um, I think he's prime for this. 14 to 1. Um, you know, it, Paul, Paul it just is... don't put him up first round leader tomorrow. That's all I ask. Because <laughs> whenever no, you put one of mine up first round leader, it inevitably just... shoots three over. Yeah, no, it's um, yeah, fairly unlikely, I'd have thought. Um, but yeah, I, as you said, it, it strokes gain tee to green's key. He's been absolutely um, you know, stellar with that recently. Fourth for strokes gain tee to green at the Masters, first at the Heritage, fourth at, um, at Wells Fargo as well. And, you know, it combined that with a bit of uh, course form. Was it four top 20s on the spin, I think it is, when I looked? Um, yeah, you know, if you... I think you've got to look at the guys above him and, you know, is there a reason to suggest that they're not going to win um, or they, they may not win? And, you know, we talked about Scotty, we talked about his putter. Um, you know, if that goes neutral, then he, he potentially does win this. John Rahm, Masters hangover still. Patrick Cantlay, I don't know, again, fantastic record here, but um, it, it does seem to struggle to convert at the top level. And, at ten to one, that's there's no juice in that. Mr. Mr. Magnolia at ten to one. It's not turning you on, is it? Not really. Rory's game's not right. I mean, if Rory's drifting fourteen to one. If the game carries on the way it is, then he's going to be out to that kind of eighteen twenty to one bracket soon, and then he probably goes and wins because you know he gets to a point where he does, yeah, it, yeah that, 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 that's his that's his mo. He, if he, he works out what the problem is, he fixes it, and uh, you know. The week that he does all of that, he, he turns around and wins. And but yeah, I, of, of the guys at the top, um, Xander was the only one that interested me. And yeah, as you said, it'd be nice to have got sixteen or eighteen. Um, but you're not going to get it. It's it's not a complete major quality field. There are a few gaps at the top. Had there been no gaps, then you may have got closer to that number. But fourteen to one, yeah, extended each way places out there. Happy to take that personally. But yeah, I've only got him and uh, one in three figures. So, uh, what about you, Barry? You said you were on um, on Tyrrell. 
Tyrrell, yeah. Um, and, and to go back against uh, Steve a little bit on the Hovland thing, I mean, it was only last week we were saying that his short game out of the thick rough at the PGA was quite impressive. Mm. And yeah. I'd expect... What happened last you know, week, though, at, at Colonial? Uh, a hangover. Do you know, I was literally sitting there, I was literally sitting there thinking to myself, right, what's what's he going to do this week with his short game at Colonial? Are we going to see a consistency with Victor, with, with that short game? I'm just Uh-oh, literally he's... typing in Victor Hovland into this thing to see. And I know it was negative. Steve's was about negative. to merge me with stats. <laughs> he was, he was, he was point, th- I mean, it's, we're, we're, it's like splitting hairs, but again, he was point three per round negative around the green at Colonial last week, which basically the people who made the cut, he was 42nd for around the green. That's probably good for him. But it, yeah, but you know, when you when you're meant to be ranking third in the field this week potentially yeah. to win this, it's not screaming Victor Hovland, it's not screaming okay. Colin Morikawa either. You know, there's, there's this list of golfers that are fantastic ball strikers but haven't got great hands around the green. The one thing I'll ask is, we after contending for so long at the PGA, right until pretty much until the death, did anybody expect Victor to go out and win last week? I mean, there were quite a the, few names that did well at the PGA that came up. Justin Sir was another, popped up again, disappeared. Cam Davis missed the cut. So I think those guys are in play. He's playing a lot of golf, though, Hovland, as well. This will be his third straight week and his fourth of five. I mean, look mm. at Scotty. He's played four straight weeks, Scotty Scheffler. This is his fourth of four. It's a lot of golf. It's interesting. Yeah, so I, I suppose the... The only I don't thing know. Go- my gut feel Victor. was Victor. My, my gut feel, Barry, was Victor, but I've kind of persuaded myself out of it. Mm. I just look at his record here the last two years, let's say since the, the renovations, 47th and 51st. So that hardly screams <clears throat> being overly comfortable with the place. So let's see. I mean, it, it feels like there's a win ready to pop, you know, almost in the same way. Jason Day's win felt like he was going to pop. Victor's playing really great golf, and it just it would be surprising if he didn't win in the coming weeks. So um, I think I'll put a I think I'll just put a little win only on him just to cover it because he, yeah, he feels he feels as, he feels as likely as anybody at the moment. A so, nice cover on the yeah. exchange, yeah. Mm. Um, I'm next in with Shane Lowry. If it's going to be tough, if it's going to be firm, if it's going to be a struggle, Shane's always there or thereabouts. He's an Ohio winner. His only American victory was the 2015 WGC Bridgestone. 120 miles up the road. Loves the agronomy. Has a top eight finish here already since the renovation. And, of course, he won the BMW PGA Championship last year at Wentworth. So I love that Wentworth link. So Lowry, it would seem to me, I mean, these numbers, this number is just, this number explains Shane Lowry's season in America to a absolute T. 18th for strokes gain T to green season to date, 180th for strokes gain pain. That's why you haven't seen much of Shane at the top of leaderboards. If anything, though, there's just signs that the putter's starting to thaw a little bit. So I'm in on Shane. Uh, 45 to 1, I got eight places each way again through 365s each way extra facility. I also got Adam Scott. Now, Adam Scott at Majors, no, post-it known at Doom. Somewhere like this, though, a decent level PGA Tour event that's going to be tricky, going to be... 10, 12 under winning score. If you're if you're going to be eight under or something around that mark, nine under for an each way payout, Adam Scott, all over him. Playing very nicely at the moment. Top 10 of a lot of my eight-week metrics, including putting. Could see Scott going very well this week. 55 to 1. And to finish, just to entertain Barry, I had to do it. 80 to 1 I got I believe Keegan Bradley who else my Keegan Bradley fetish 
<laughs> it is a fetish at this stage. <laughs> well, let's see if he makes himself onto the list this week, Steve, if he does, uh, he does what Keegan does. Ooh, that's a good shout. Actually, Paul, we can do, we can really do it now. Just put a first round leader bet on Bradley and just complete complete the circle. Yeah, well, but that that's that's how he rolls, though, isn't it? I did. I just looked at that sixty six to eighty to one, and you know, Keegan Bradley. Just I instantly go for the name. I know that we've 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 also got this this Gary Woodland thing going on, but Gary's paying. I mean, I watched some of his paying at the PJ Chang. He's literally missing from two and a half feet. Mm. Not good. No. So there were my five: Keegan Bradley, Adam Scott. It's a bit of a bit of a retro team, isn't it? Shane Lowry, it's Team No Putt, Tyrrell Hatton, and Xander. You've got a couple of triple digits, I believe. Well, just one. Um, but just one. Certainly adding a name to the team no putt. Um, Not Jim Herman. <laughs> Jim Herman. Uh, Jim, Jim, Jim. He's can, not in the field, Jim mate. Can putt occasionally. No, um, Benny Anov backed. Oh, no. no way. Oh, so no way. Ben Anov. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, that he is ideal, isn't he? Long, fairly straight and good around, the stri- you know, great hands around the greens. Does It does yeah. scream. He's had a second ear, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he has, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'm sure I vowed not many weeks ago on this pod never to back him ever, ever again, but I, I seem to have a... <laughs> I seem to have this memory, which... Uh, what price did you get, Paul? 125 to 1 with eight places. And I'm quite happy with that because I think he could sneak a place. If you ever look, he has been playing some tidy stuff lately. Sixth at the uh, Texas Open, 14th Byron, uh, 21st last week at Colonial. And last week's stats, fifth for off the tee, eighth for approach, fourth for tee to green. That's perfect. Putter was absolutely stone cold, and we kind of expect this. I've had a look back through. He has finished second year, as you said. I had a look back through his performances here at Muirfield Village, and generally, um, the putting has been neutral. It's been very close to going zero, you know, marginally positive, marginally negative each yeah. week. So it's none of none of this minus four, minus eight strokes no, game putting. That's what you want to see from him. Absolutely, yeah. So if you can get a neutral putting week out of Benny Ann and the rest of his game is as good as, as as it has been, then I think he can finish in the top eight. Um, you talked about strokes gained around the green. His second for um, strokes, gained, strokes gained around the green for the season to date on the PGA Tour. It's been a real highlight of his performances um, over the past few months. And there's the Wentworth link in there as well. I mean, I, I, I didn't particularly go down that route because of his win back in 2015, but he did. He won by six at Wentworth. Um, you know, he's, it, it kind of fits in terms of the style of course. So I've, I've convinced myself to turn a blind eye to my previous... Statement. <laughs> decision. Statement, yeah, um, to, to ignore him. So Benny Ann's in, but yeah, just Ander and Benny for me. Uh, and you're a glutton for punishment as well, then Barry Potter sounds like. Yeah, but it kind of doing up a, a a projector model with what I wanted to you know see this week or kind of filter out players. He popped quite high and you know in the top twenty of what I'm seeing there, and with the odds, it just made it quite uh, enticing. So I'm in. Let's see. Let's yep. give it a run. The other one I was thinking about as well in that sixty to eighty range was Siwu. Mm. You're playing some nice stuff. Very prevalent again in my um, my eight week numbers. See what? It's just this Bermuda grass thing, isn't it? I know he finished third at uh, his practice facility the other week, didn't he? At the Byron Nelson on bent grass, so he can he can do it. But I mean, the only thing you've got, the only thing against him here is Mister Agronomy Hat. He's lost his Bermuda grass fairways and rough. This is pure north upstate agronomy. I'm not sure that's Siwoo's bag. Let's find out. I mean, ninth and thirteenth here the last two years, so that um, True. that gives me some hope. And yeah, I think I I don't think I can resist putting that bet on. It's a nice number for a very talented golfer. So, I mean, last year here, boys, you did get a lot of real 
you know, real sh- short game experts, you know, your Tigalas, your McCarthy's, your guys that can putt and chip. I actually, and Siwoo being in there as well, I, I genuinely think, you know, this could be a breakout. And I, I can't believe I'm saying this because he is on the post-it note of doom. But I could see Denny McCarthy going really well this week. 125 to 1 is out there. US Open background likes tougher tests, just like Jordan Spieth likes short game in, in his pomp, chipping, putting. Denny McCarthy could be one that might be worth covering off as well. Um, I'm done, chaps. Should, should we move on to the Porsche European Open? Yeah, unless you've got any more, Barry. No, I'm stop me now before He's I keep done, going. He's done, mate. He's not yeah. going to put up Gary Woodland. <laughs> no. no I'm, I've managed to wean myself off of Gary as well, um, just for the week. So watch him go really, really well this week, Gary Woodley. He's a hundred to one in a place this week, Paul. Yeah, I know. Guys, right. I'm it, telling you, it's it's much more fun just supporting Gary than backing him. It's when he yeah. nods his head when he misses that two and a half footer and shakes his head. It's like, oh, Gary can't believe he's missed another one. Mm. He'll turn it round one day. <laughs> one day. <laughs> maybe yes Porsche European Open uh, full field 156 players so um, uh, back to normality on the DP World Tour very similar looking field and market to, to what we've seen over the last few weeks and months on the uh, on the European circuit Victor Perez 18 to 1 favourite Rasmus Hoygaard 20 to 1 Jordan Smith 22 to 1 Antoine Rosner 25s Alexander Bjork 25s Yannick Paul 28s uh, Thiorbo and Olsen, same price, 28s. Jorge Campillo playing some nice stuff. Jorge, 28-1. Uh, Robert McIntyre, 28-1. It could just be a cut and paste from uh, any other DP World Tour event that we've covered over the last few weeks. But um, yeah, again, you've got to try and pick your way through those players or those a little bit further down this week. Boyle Sports, eight places each way as they have been on the DP World Tour as ever. Bet365 running their eight place or they're running their each way extra proposition which has eight ten twelve place options so do check out their prices before you place your bets there's some good options out there with those bookies at this week's event green eagle golf courses that's where we're going this week the event moved here in 2017 there's a collection of 42 holes altogether spread across the three courses here um, in the outskirts of hamburg in the luneberger heide um, in Germany uh, the course itself the way they're playing it this week it can be extended up to 7,836 yards this year apparently now of course you take everything that is stated pre-event on the DP World Tour website with a pinch of salt apparently it's playing 7,457 yards this week par 73 with six par fives and five par threes now I've never come across a course that's been played on either of our tours, Steve, where there's six par fives on the card. But that mm. is where we are this week. Mm. Um, used to be five. Um, they've upgraded the uh, or changed the par four fourth to a par five. So, yeah, you could instantly go down and just start looking at your par five scoring metrics and see where, where that takes you. But um, I'll go through that in a second because I'm not sure it's quite as easy as that. Wide fairways, large greens. There's water everywhere on this course. If you see some of the pictures, there's a picture of the course on my preview. Water on all but one of the holes. Um, so if you're really wide this week, you're not going to be finding the rough. You're going to be finding the wet stuff. And that will tend to keep the scoring in check as it has done previously around here. The weather set fair uh, in Germany this week coming. Sunny conditions. Temperatures up to around about 20 Fahrenheit. So that's the high 60s Fahrenheit. Um, sorry, 20 centigrade. So high 60s Fahrenheit. Winds maybe 10 to 15 miles an hour at times. At gusty on Thursday. It might be quite a challenging day on Thursday. And then a reasonably uh, easing weekend potentially. Uh, five winners since we moved here to the Green Eagle Golf Courses. Uh, 2017, it was Jordan Smith, 40 to 1. Richard McAvoy won the following year, 125 to 1. Paul Casey came over, mopped up in 2019 at 7 to 1. 2020, 2021 was the bullet, Marcus Armitage, 80 to 1. And last year, Cali Samoya, 
200 to 1, the Flying Finn one with a flying final round. Um, it's the course. It's, if you look through the winning scores, it's, it's always presented, even going back to 2017, it's always presented a fair challenge to the players, particularly given that it has had historically five par fives and you know now potentially um, six par fives. 13 under was the winning total from Jordan Smith, 11 under for McAvoy, 14 under for Casey, eight under through 54 holes for Armitage and only six under par last year for Cali Samoya. So despite all of these you know, allegedly scoring holes, um, it doesn't allow the scoring to get out of control here. Uh, and that's borne out if you look in the par five scoring numbers. Um, generally, even with the, uh, the the five par fives, um, you know, players are only getting to kind of six, seven, eight, maybe ten under par for the par fives was the absolute maximum. Samoya last year, he was seven under par over the course of the week in its entirety for the par fives. So yes, he made the bulk of his scoring up on the fives, but. He certainly didn't tear them apart. And the addition of an extra five this year, yeah, I, I guess it might allow the scoring to get to 15 under, maybe something like that. But I still don't think it's going to get away. And I still don't think it will feel like an easy golf course because really, I don't think it is. I think it is quite a challenge, and particularly with the length and particularly with the way it's set up and, uh, and, and, uh, and water everywhere on all of the holes. Statistically, if you look through and we've got all of the historic data and you've got all of the basic stats going back to 2017, the only really consistent stat that I think you'll pluck out from any of the data is strokes going tee to green. So from the last two or three events, we've got some patchy um, but available strokes gain data. Armitage, back in 2021, he was eighth for strokes gain tee to green. Cali Samoya was first for strokes gain tee to green last year. And if you dig through the players that finished just outside of the, uh, uh, you know, in, in the in the podium positions effectively, there's a very similar story. Lots of players playing really well from tee to green and compiling their score that way. So if you were to start with a blank piece of paper this week, I think the starting point would be strokes gain tee to green and then work down from there and see where that takes you. In terms of trends, three of the five winners here had a top 10 um, on their previous start. So um, some very immediate form can work. Um, all of the winners here, all five of the winners had a top 20 in one of their last five starts. If you look at Samoya, he came in off the back of three missed cuts and that kind of explains his 200 to one price point. And prior to that, he had finished fifth at uh, the Qatar Masters earlier in the season. So he had at least hinted quite heavily that he was playing some competitive golf, even though he had missed three cuts coming into this. Um, but yeah, generally a little bit of form would be a, a nice starting point as well. Jordan Smith, he um, won on his debut here and everyone was making their debut back in 2017. Since then, the other four winners had all at least played the course competitively. McAvoy had finished 28th previously. Casey had finished 7th pre previously. And Samoya last year, he had finished 18th on his previous start. Uh, the bullet, Marcus Armitage, he had missed the cut on his only other attempts on this course, but at least he had had a look around here. So potentially a bit of experience does um, account for a little bit this week, I think. And that's kind of where I started my team or kind of where I've gone uh, with my team this week. Bit of uh, strokes going tee to green, a bit of experience here, a bit of form as well. I'll bang them all together and see where it takes you. Uh, top of the market and... I kind of, I guess these similar similar events, similar fields, similar markets, um, and in quite a lot of instances, similar kind of metrics that you're looking for kind of leads you to a similar answer. And I've gone once again with Yannick Paul as my lead bet at the top of the market. 25 to 1 I took with eight places. You can get still this morning, Tuesday morning, 8.30am over here in the UK, 28 to 1 if you prefer to take fewer each way places, but I'm going 25 to one with eight. I've been on Yannick Paul twice this year. He was second in the Indian Open. Uh, he had a five shot lead at halfway and, and relinquished that. I'm not going to say the wheels fell off because that wasn't quite right, but um, uh, Mark, Marcel Siem beat him in the end, which was a disappointing. He finished sixth at the ISP hand, ISPS Hander Championship in Japan as well. So he got us an each way place there. I backed him at the Sudal Open before the uh, PGA Championship and then um, he withdrew early on in that event or pre-event 
but he found out that he'd got an invitation to Oak Hill. So I let him off that. He went to Oak Hill. He did make the cut, um, and that was his first major cut that he's made. Open with a 76. So as you described earlier, Steve, a lot of players kind of put themselves out of the tournament very early on, and he did the same thing. He was shot a 69 in the second round, one of the better rounds of the day, made the cut and at least got a paycheck at the end of it. And that will give him some confidence coming into this. Finished 69th, doesn't sound much. Um, bear in mind, that was only one stroke behind where Pablo Larathabel finished. And of course, Pablo went on to win last week. So in uh, in horse racing parlance, that would be uh, the, the form very much franked from that, I would say. If you look back previous to that, um, really strong performances, particularly from tee to green. Um, Thailand, India, Japan. He was first, second, third for strokes gained tee to green over those three events. He gained over 40 strokes, strokes gained tee to green in that spell of three events um, prior to uh, warming himself up for the PGA Championship. 18th here last year, so he's got that bit of course form. Back on home soil, um, I think. You know, since that last, um, or since he since he was here last year, he's become a DP World Tour winner. I think he's got a great chance this week, Yannick Paul. Really um, comfortable taking him twenty five to one at the top of the market. Three points each way. I went on Yannick this week. Um, three others I've backed: Kali Samoya, the um, defending champion. I don't tend to get overly keen on backing defending champions, but seventy five to one I took. Yesterday, he's been backed in a little bit. 70 to 1 out there, still available. Going to make an exception this week. Going to back the defending champion. Last year, he just absolutely scythed his way through the field, closing round 64. That was three shots better than anyone else could muster all week. And uh, if you look at the way he did it, 16 strokes gained from tee to green over the course of the, uh, the four days as well. That's not really his game. He doesn't always, a, 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 you know, if you look through his metrics, it's not the, not the way that he tends to get his, uh, the job done or get, get himself into contention. Prior to that, he's um, topped strokes game putting in Dubai earlier that year. But he can do it. Now, everything clicks every now and again, and uh, the strokes going tee to green, the long game just really clicks, and, uh, and and away he goes. He'd done something similar at the Kazoo earlier, or the previous summer as well, where he'd finished first for strokes going tee to green. So every now and again, it uh, it seems to just align for Cali Samoya. Ninth in Italy, um, fourth for strokes going off the tee that week, 11th for, um, say, yeah, 11th for strokes going tee to green. He gained more than five strokes last week, um, from approach and tee to green as well. So um, some something's going the right way for Cali Samoya. First for strokes, oh, first for greens in regulation rather last week, 85.2%. So I'm sticking Cali Samoya in. I think I can see him putting up a stern defence this week. Similar price, Matthias Schmidt, Matty Schmidt, 75 to 1. And um, he's one of these players that's coming back um, from PGA Tour action. We've, we've kind of learn over the years to to give these guys a bit of respect the ones that come back the ones that drop down in class from the pga tour even if their form doesn't look that great on the face of it then they've got to be considered they've got to be respected and lucas herbert um in japan last month is another great example of that if you look at his stroke play form coming into it playing on the pga tour nothing better than 50th from his previous five stroke play events and then uh, just just mopped up in japan and uh, that golfing class can just show every now and again and potentially it could be a similar story for schmidt here on on home soil i think he was sixth at the american express earlier in the year on the pga tour i mean that form in its own, itself is head and shoulders above most of the guys that are playing here this week hits it an absolute mile came over played the uh, the klm open the dutch open last week 21st he finished Close with a 68, hit 16 of 18 greens in the final round for a bit of confidence. Um, strokes going off the tee was really good. Tee to green, 14th for um, strokes going tee to green over the course of the week, even though um, most of the good work was done just in that one final round. Really exciting talent, Schmidt. I think he'd go well here in his homeland. And the final one, longer price, 140 to 1 with eight places each way I took with Bet365. Renato Paratori. He finished, um, well, if you look, look at his uh, performances last year, he finished 118th on the DP World Tour rankings. That was the guy the wrong side of the bubble. Um, so he missed it out on his card by just two points over the course of the season last year. So lower category this year. The exemption for his uh, 2020 British Masters win, that's long gone now as well. So when he gets these 
opportunities to play these events when the um, events drop down to the category that allows him to play he's got to take it uh, seriously he's got to uh, he's got to take advantage of these starts and see if he can build up his uh, position for uh, for for the rankings for this year looked like he was going to do it last year last week as well he, he got himself into position got a start last week he got got into position after the uh, first two rounds pair of 68s in second place going into halfway before um, the, wheel, the wheels did fall off. <laughs> he finished up uh, 39th overall. But I'm going to keep the faith with it. I'm going, to, I'm going to give him another chance here. That in itself, that performance over the weekend kept a lid on his price. And uh, if you bear in mind that he's finished second and 11th here um, in the past, and they've both been in the drier years, so similar kind of conditions to the ones that I'm expecting this week, um, then I think uh, Paratori could go well. Win at the Nordea Masters back in 2017 is of relevance as well, I think. That's another stretch in par 73, long course, water in play. 11 under par was the winning total that week when he won his breakthrough European Tour event, as it was at the time. I think that could be a nice pointer for this week as well for Paratori. So then by four, Paratori, Matthias Schmidt, Kalis Moya and Yannick Paul. You having to delve into the... Uh, DP World Tour this week, Barry? A uh, little dip, yeah. Going to go with Ewan Ferguson. Yeah, yeah, played well last week. Yeah, got me a slither of the uh, place money on the uh, top eight last week. Yeah, it feels a great time to strike now that you've left him on the sideboard. So, I'm in. <laughs> but he's yeah. sneakily, ha- he is, uh, if you're just looking at his last five events, third, fourth, miscut, 33rd, and then eighth last week, Guys playing some really nice golf. There's been, you know, there's a good gap in there, but the the vibes are nice. Um, only has uh, one round played here, so you know that's gone against him. But everything else is uh, lines up okay for me in terms of his stats. So mm. and the yeah. and price. Yep. And I might uh, can't I can't you know I like I like the guy Mike Lorenzo Vera. And he's been playing some okay, some nice stuff. I got I got a chop of a twelfth, uh, chop of a place last week where he snuck into the places on uh, the last day. So might add him as well. Yeah, is he yeah, like your Keegan Bradley? Don't 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 go. Come on, Lorenzo Vera. Come you always on. seem to put him up, and he finishes like fifty ninth or something. <laughs> Oh no! I'll, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll rewind. that's fair. That's he a gets fair into comment. The top ten makes a boat triple bogey and then finishes fifty ninth. Mm. Yep, yep, yep. But Keegan doesn't make triples. He just like, yeah, pars away. Anyway, yeah, he could be Steve. That could be it. I probably deserve that. Giving you enough shit about Keegan over the years. <laughs> I, I think the thing with Vera, he has been playing some nice stuff, and he's been one of these players that's been. You know, just missing out on getting the starts at, at tournaments because of the the way that the categories have been working, and he's just kind of been left on the sidelines. And now, the last few weeks, he has been getting those starts, and he's been capitalising on it and, and getting some decent finishes. And I expect he's just fully focused on you know, first and foremost, trying to get into the top ten so he can get himself a start the subsequent uh, subsequent event. And then mm. uh, you know, earn some money, and uh, you know, the, the guys that are focused and really motivated to do that could be uh, could be ones to follow. So yeah, I, I, he did come into my thought processes. So uh, you know, I, I hope he goes well for you, sort of. Me too. <laughs> what about you, Steve? <laughs> I've got I've got three. Go on. Barry's uh, dropped off Alexander Bjork, so I'm going to back him. Yeah, I'm only joking. <laughs> He's I'm definitely going to do it now. <laughs> I'm, I'm pulling, I'm pulling, I'm pulling your leg. My gut feeling on this was Yannick Paul. Because mm. he likes courses like clearly the Indian Open, where, uh, you know, single digit scoring, Yannick Paul. Mm-hmm. I think he did okay at the PGA. He's actually making some waves over in the States. So Rick Gaiman was talking about how good his stats are, how good a player is. So, yeah. He's a decent player, Yannick Paul. If you were going to follow that route as well, of um, players that seem to just pop up at these ridiculously difficult courses, Marcel CM isn't a bad shout. Mm. Uh, and finally, I think a player that really goes well when he gets hot and actually finds some game, he's a bit like... Um, he can actually 
pull together lots and lots of consecutive top five, top seven finishes. Kira, Kira Deck, Afi Barnrat. Mm, yeah, popped up Now, Kira Deck has already finished fourth, fifth and twelfth in Germany at the BMW International Open, the other tournament they regularly play. Mm. And you actually look at Afi Barnrat, when he does win... Two of his four victories, two were in kind of match play and one was in that event in Perth. They've both come at like 12 and 13 under. You would have thought with Afid Barnra, it'd be like something like 33 under, wouldn't you? But actually, when it gets a bit tougher, a bit more stringent, he seems to actually enjoy it more. Mm. So yeah, there's, there's three for me. I wouldn't be... It wouldn't take much also to... Get me to back you and Ferguson either, because clearly I was on him last week, uh, and he's clearly getting towards those winning ways again. Mm. So I think that's a good selection as well. Yeah, is that us done? I believe so. Yes. Mm-hmm. Good luck with your bets, champs. Hey, best you luck, too, boys. Uh, next week, RBC Canadian Open. Uh, they're playing that at uh, Jeff Feinberg's golf club over in Toronto. So I'm going to be DMing Jeff, just to warn you, Jeff, because I know you listen. I'll be DMing you. I want to know everything about the golf course, every single thing, because there's nothing out there. Uh, I believe Rory's defending. So we'll probably get six to one on Rory defending three times on the trot at the RBC. Where, where are you next week, Paul? It's the Scandinavian mix next week. Oh, Right. Yes, oh joy. Good luck with that. Uh, good luck with your uh, bets, listeners, and your DK teams and whatever. Uh, again, five-star reviews, much appreciated. Press the five-star button on uh, Spotify as well. And we'll see you again next week. Cheerio. If you like betting on golf But everyone that you back misses the Get some experts involved With all the stats and the tips And so much more Cause it's the golf betting system The golf betting system is the golf